Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Hey, there, there's... I have some super, super exciting... Just, just wonderful, wonderful... News. <laughs> it's not even news, really. It's just something to share, I guess. Hang on one second. I'm going to send it to you. It's a gift. Sarah, our anniversary is July 1st, so she given me this. Oh, boy. It's very, very exciting, and I'm going to send you... <laughs> I almost just started crying! <laughs> yeah. Best yeah, yeah, Beyonce yeah. of the Year award goes she, to Sarah. She did... No, it's okay. Sarah, you, according to Megan, have gotten the Fiance of the Year Award. Oh, my God. (laughs) Brilliant, Sarah. Brilliant. I know. I know. I, we had dinner the other night. I came home from work and she had had the day off. And so she had gone out and bought uh, like some steak and lobster and tails and cooked up a nice, lovely dinner for us uh, and was like, so you already, because I, I gave her her anniversary present a couple of weeks ago. She wanted, mm-hmm. she desperately wanted rollerblades. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. And she desperately wanted these rollerblades and, and was about to buy them. And I was like, no, don't. I was, I was going to buy them for you for your <laughs> anniversary. And she's like, well, buy them now. I want them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so she was like, so your anniversary present's ready. Do you want it now or do you want me to wait? And I was like, yeah, let's just do it. We're having this nice dinner. It feels, feels like it's, it's the thing. And she sent, shows me that video and I just kind of sit there smiling stupidly. She did not say anything, oh. <laughs> just like giggling. She's like, is it good or bad? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just, so I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> And then I just sat there and like started giggling again as like he says, hello, Skylar. And I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my name. that's my name. That's me. That's my name. <laughs> that's so um, special. So for, some, for some I'm context, so uh, Sarah and I's anniversary is coming up in, in a few days. Our anniversary is July 1st. And for my anniversary gift, she gifted me a a cameo we're not sponsored by cameo cameo uh which i didn't i don't i didn't know much about it before but it's you know this thing where you can basically uh pay for celebrities to record a personalized video message and sarah has gifted me a happy anniversary courtesy of william daniels himself and it it makes me filled with joy in every way I and I have yes. it forever, and I'm just gonna kind of watch a hello to me all the time. Uh, <laughs> um, we should put it on our Instagram if you're. Yeah, cool I'll with ask. That. I I'm fine with that. I'll ask Sarah to make sure she's all right with it too. And it is it is delightful. He makes a, a wonderful little reference to his own marriage. Ugh, Sarah. She gave it to me, and I was like, Megan's going to lose her fucking mind. <laughs> when she sees this, and, you're right. <laughs> and you're right. And you're right. So let's do it. Dive right in. Let's do it. It's good. I don't, I don't think this one will take us as long, because if, uh, if it's anybody's surprise, I hate the A plot of this episode. Yeah. It's, <laughs> y- yeah. it's one of those where, obviously, we're kind of now furthering the plot a little more, so there's not really much of a lesson. Like, I didn't even write anything down for the lesson, because I didn't. Anyway, we'll get we'll, we'll get well, there. We'll get know. there. We're talking about okay. hello, welcome to the Phoenix call. We're talking hello. about season. <laughs> now that you've been season with us for three. tenish minutes, uh, <laughs> whatever, it's fine. However long it's been, <laughs> uh, we're talking about season three, episode fourteen. Fourteen. A kiss is more than a kiss. Ugh. Is the yeah, title of the episode? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're talking about it because that's oh, what yeah. we do. It's that's, your turn. Yeah, Thank that's God. That's why we're Not here. My turn. 
It right? is. It's it your is turn. my turn yes, for the recap. Thank God. It I is. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two. So Sean uh, sees Corey and Topanga having an interaction in the hallway, and he says, you have to get over her. What's wrong with you? You shouldn't be friends. And Corey's just like, no, it's fine. We're fine. Well, he sees he bumps into her at Chubby's making out with some guy after a date where he was unable to kiss the girl because he was uh, he felt so guilty about it. And then, um, oh, my gosh, what I just watched the episode. And then Eric's trying to get into college, and Mr. Feeney has to give him some good words of advice because he has – just kept not getting in, but he gets into a fake university. He has to admit that it's fake. It's I think hard. you're out of time. I don't. When did you? I am out of time. <laughs> I started at thirty. That's, I am okay. out of time. Yeah. I not... totally. I missed all of the prom stuff because my brain just stopped working. It just sure. stopped working. That's okay. You know, it happens sometimes. But um, also, like, what even is a prom fashion fest? Like, that's that's a very forgettable thing. Yeah, I mean, what even is that? I feel like I've seen that on a sitcom before. It didn't happen in my real life, but it's you know this no. the, this idea. I guess you know there's a catalog and buy here's some. I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah. So I kind of I really hate hated the a plot of this episode, and it's funny because it's not really. I don't know. I've never thought twice about it before. Mm-hmm. Certainly, it's interesting because when I think of this episode in my mind, I always think of the B plot. And that I, yeah. I give a shit. Like I'm, I'm so much more interested and entertained and um, engaged in the B plot surrounding Eric and and Boris College, and or just Eric in college in general, and the return of Morgan. Uh, oh my god! And, and, you know, like there's so many things in this episode that I I do appreciate, mm-hmm. and yet they're all they're all B and C. Uh, yeah. And I and I hate the A plot. So, but this is also this is the first time we've seen fucking William Russ as Alan in how how many episodes so has it long. been? It's been so long since we've had him. Yeah, and he's only in one scene of this one too. But Morgan comes back obviously as as our new new actress, and we I... have the iconic bit. Yes, that's the longest time out of my life. I swear, I thought she did not come back until season four. I was very shocked when I, mm. when all of a sudden she he, they mentioned Morgan and she comes down the stairs and I was like wait a second I thought we were like 15 episodes away from this mm. I totally forgot that it started now in the middle of season three so we only have half a season without Morgan that's still so great, 14 a lot episodes of, still, <laughs> oh yeah it's a lot of unjustifiable some of them are justifiable some of them are just not even yeah, it's still 14 episodes where it was just more convenient to not have her as a character. It's, <laughs> it's kind of an awkward scene. I forgot kind of how awkward it is. She comes down and she has that that really quick, like, that's the longest time out of my life. And then they, like, drag the scene on for just like, I, one Yeah, I noticed that, too. too long. In my mind, it mm-hmm. was just longest time out of my life. Bop. Move on with Done. our lives. Yep. But it doesn't do that well. It goes yep. worse. And I think it maybe does. it's because, like, I... I've been remembering it more in like a meme fashion of like seeing quick screen grabs and text of just that moment and yes. not thinking of the scene as a whole yes. goes on for too long. And they played it. it. It would have been better if it were just like comes down the stairs longest time out of my life moving on. Like nothing's ever happened. Yep. But instead they have this thing with, with Amy where she's like, were you here before? No. And you're here now. Yes. And she like comments on, so I was Corey. And like, there's a lot of like, there's too much self-reference happening. Yes. There's too much self I love a good self-reference <laughs> joke. It's, it's like eight lines too long. Yeah. 
Well, okay, so so let's try and extrapolate a lesson yes. from this episode. What Go I for it. <laughs> well, okay, so so what I think the the lesson we're supposed to extrapolate is informed by this scene with Alan and Amy and Corey uh, in the kitchen talking about how the the friendship is going to always be the most important thing, mm-hmm. right? And just doesn't sit great with me. <laughs> no, I agree 100%. Like, you know, I think the takeaway is, hey, as long as you maintain a friendship, then maybe things will swing back around. Maybe they won't, but you always have that friendship. And and I don't love it. Yeah, <laughs> in a high school setting, it's it's kind of like, well, you have to at least stay cordial because you have to see that person on a regular basis. So, like, equating it to now being in my, being in my mid-20s, I'm like, no, that's not a thing. But I, I kind of understand it. But again, only because they're in high school, only because they're 13 years old. So I'm like, yeah, I think I it's get stupid it, but... coming from Alan and Amy, though. Yeah, I think yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's a narrow sighted view instead of instead of saying like, oh, you need to work to maintain that friendship. I think it's, hey, you know, sometimes friendships come and go. It doesn't have to be good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know, people grow, people change and you you may ebb and flow apart and closer to certain people and that uh, that would have been a better lesson in my mind instead of forcing yourself to maintain a friendship that's always been spares i don't know this is strikingly relevant to some questions i'm asking myself about friendships in my current life just in this idea of like how much should a should a history weigh on a friendship Mm -hmm. you know and is is it enough to just say like oh well we've got so much history like does that really sustain a friendship no and I, I don't think it does, in my opinion. I don't think that's a good enough reason to maintain a friendship. I agree. Um, things are going south currently. It may be a good reason to try, you know, and like it may be like I think a, a significant history is a good reason to have a strong conversation about current negative circumstances mm-hmm. and to make an attempt at either reasoning your way out of it before saying like, OK, cool. So we're done with that. But it certainly is not a reason to ignore negative current circumstances. And I say that about both yes. Corey and Topanga. I think they both fuck this one up. Corey yep. more so than Topanga. I think I think it's all yes. kinds of fucked well, up. Yeah. I think Topanga shouldn't kiss him on the cheek. That's fucking weird. No, um, that's weird. That's sending crazy mixed signals and super yep. fucked up. I also think that Corey is a huge fucking asshole. And Topanga should slap him in the face. Uh, yeah. In the hallway when he jumps on what's his back back. and starts to tear chew her out and the second he says you know oh you were kissing him and chewy at at fucking chubby's last night and she gets apologetic i want oh man i was pissed i was like fuck off no it's true although i do appreciate the fact that she said i'm sorry that you saw that she didn't say i'm sorry for kissing him she said i'm sorry you saw that that's which i'm that that's that's the only reason i'm okay with it is because she finished the thought with i'm sorry you saw that because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't admit any guilt on on her part for kissing someone else. I think she handles it. Yeah, again, Corey's really the one who screws the pooch on all of this, but she yeah, handles it, that oh, scene she, very well. She like obliges his belligerence, mm-hmm. and it's played for jokes when he says like you're supposed to wait or whatever. Like it's played for a bit, yeah. and it's and we laugh it off. But like that's a fucked up thing to say to a person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a really fucked up thing to say to a human. Uh, and so I just don't think it gets enough agency and power in this episode. 
Yeah. I will say though, like there, I feel like there are those moments though, when you're, when you break up with someone, you see the other person moving on, you still have feelings for them. So yeah, it's supposed to like make light of the situation where it's like, well, what are they supposed to do? And it's like, they're supposed to move on. They're supposed to do all this. And you're like, no, they're just supposed to be alone until they die. So that, that they don't, I don't have to see them with anyone else. And it is supposed to be like a, a funny thing that people say, but mm-hmm. I feel like it goes both ways in that case. Like men say that about women and women say that about men and, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So it is a very fucked up thing to say, but I would be lying if I had said that either. I think, I don't know if I've ever said it, but I've definitely heard a friend say it before. Oh, I've probably been guilty of some of this similar behavior back in high school. I'm just mm-hmm. calling it out as bullshit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fair. I understand where it where it comes from. And then and I, I don't I don't care Amy and Alan's approach to rectifying it, which I already kind of talked about. And mm-hmm. I don't care for their participation in this fashion show thing. Well, and that, I think that is also very weird. I that one I'm like, I mean, he made a commitment unless he can find a replacement, unless he sends in Sean and he's like, hey, can you please do this thing? He made a commitment to that. And so he needs to either go to Turner and say, hey, I'm backing out because mm-hmm. he committed to it and he committed to the school and less like if it were like she wanted to go to see this movie and it was premiering, like, that's fine. Just mm-hmm. get out of that. But he well, did make a commitment and- to the school in this fashion show and that kind of thing. So. Sure. That I, I find agree less with, weird. I agree with well, you on that, partners. but I don't think he doesn't do it because he made a commitment to the fashion show and to the school. Correct. That's, That's what not Allie why made. he goes. Allie. That's what Amy and Alan should have said to him yeah. is you made a commitment yeah. to this show. You need to go. And they don't. Right. And he, they did it. They right. kind of they dropped the ball on this one as well. Yeah. yeah Everyone he just dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> Except for Sean, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Sean, Sean, like, Sean once again is doing on. the doing the damn thing and doing it well (laughs) yeah he's like it's time to move on and granted he's kind of pushing Corey in a direction that Corey definitely doesn't want to go i don't think he's quite ready to go out on like actual dates and and kiss people and whatnot Mm -hmm. he needs to go at his own pace but at the same time sean is the only one saying dude you have to move on it's over like i respect what sean's doing in this episode I agree. I, I think he's doing he's being a good friend, especially when he grabs Corey and drags him out of the fucking oh my restaurant. Ryder uh, is so <laughs> so strong, which is kind of funny because, you know, Ryder's strong, but he's so strong. He just like picks him up and takes him and with much ease. It looks very mm-hmm. easy. So maybe mm-hmm. Ben Savage is just a tiny little thing, but I think Ryder, yeah. he's got some muscle. He doesn't look it, <laughs> but he's got some muscle. Yeah, 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 I think that that was another like great friend moment because he's right. You know, he he's absolutely right in like, what are you going to say to her? What are you going to achieve? You know, like you're not thinking through anything you're about to do right here. Mm-hmm. And so and so dragging him out of there and then asking him like when he gets back, like, what are you going to say? And he has nothing. You know, and I said this at the beginning. I'm so much more interested in, in Eric's plot yes, and absolutely in in the college thing. And I think there's so much. There's better, deeper learning to be mined there. <laughs> yes. Um, that has a lot to do with like perseverance and acknowledging your shortcomings. And that I think it's a real reckoning for Eric where he, when he says, you know, I got the wrong letters here, I'm getting the wrong letters now. And despite that, he understands like, listen, I fucked up and I'm really trying my ass now to 
to make up for it. Mm-hmm. What I, I think that just has a lot to say about like understanding that like despite fucking up and making mistakes that you should keep pressing. Yes. You know, like as soon as you're able to acknowledge that you can make a better push forward. Mm-hmm. And Feeney, yeah. I think, encourages that too with the letter and saying like, I think the reason Feeney gives him the letter is not that he is so determined to get into college, but the fact that he acknowledges that the the challenge is his own creation and yes. he's determined to overcome it. And that I think is why Feeney has finally said like, yes, I will write this letter for you now because you've mm-hmm. earned it. And we've had this issue with Eric in the past where he kind of looks at his behavior or like his work ethic or, you know, schoolwork. And he's like, that's I'm not going to amount to anything. And so it is it's always been him. He has been his biggest obstacle this entire time. And now it's it's almost coming even more to fruition, more so than like the Tudor episode, because he's just getting rejected left and right. And so now his, his self-esteem is really taking a beating and Mm -hmm. i think that's yeah i would agree with you i think feeney writes the letter not just more so for eric to continue to persevere and believe in himself and less so because he only writes him one and granted Mm -hmm. i mean he he can you know write more because he has written the one but at the same time he shows up with just the one and so i was like this is definitely more for like eric's Mm self-esteem than it is for you know anything else i would say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a good b plot <laughs> yeah better than yeah, the a yeah. plot for sure <laughs> yeah i don't know i think wilford l does a really excellent job in this episode of mm-hmm. playing playing this like honest enthusiasm to to mask pain and that like yeah. he he is able to effectively communicate that dimensionality yes yeah oh yeah know? Which is maybe, you know, like a lot of credit for a a 20 minute after school sitcom kind of deal. But (laughs) he's we see him progressively get more just kind of dumb as the season goes on or as the Mm -hmm. series goes on. And so the fact that he is not this is not a dumb thing. He knows that Boris doesn't exist. Like once he Mm -hmm. gets the application and then he or he gets his diploma and then he continues to pretend. So it really it is a mask. It's not like he's stupid and he thinks that Mm -hmm. Boris is real or he's under the impression that he's actually going. Mm -hmm. He actually does. You're you're right. He masks that pain and 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 tries to cover his tracks as much as possible. Yeah. And I think like this episode is really the indicator of everything we see with Eric later. Right. In Mm -hmm. that he continues to further embrace this uh, giddy enthusiasm for, for everything when this episode reveals to us that like he has a full understanding of it and it's just to mask this, this sort of simple pain of not being enough that he feels. Yes. And it's just, yeah, it's just interesting that this episode could be used as like the blueprint for the rest of Eric in the future. (laughs) I could be proven wrong, but I am feeling that season three Eric trying to get into college might be my favorite Eric of the series. That's that's fair. I, it's it's I think it's a close second for me to the skip year for him. Yeah, where he's sitting on the couch with the cocoa puffs and then he's yeah. on the date with the townie and <laughs> the that's good where all looking the guy. <laughs> oh, I love that. Song. I guess you're right. That is. Tommy is it might be peak Eric too. Oh, that's it's so good. 
I yeah. I cry every time. Every time. Oh yeah. It's gonna be Oh, oh. it's it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, some heartbreaking episodes ahead of us. Oh I'm yeah, prepared. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that it's like this middle middle of the show. Eric, because like season six and seven, seven, Eric doesn't get much um, deep substance, even no. even the sub deep substance he gets feels insignificant compared to his current college woes or his like, gap year woes mm-hmm. and, and tribulations, you know, when uh, I think specifically about like a lot of his interactions with Jack when he's feeling insignificant there and like even that all feels smaller. Yeah, um, well, and then he goes through the whole thing with Jack and Rachel, and I, that only kind of yeah, that's all small. <laughs> yeah, well, but it, it, it if we think about it in the context of he already doesn't feel like he's good enough, and then he has this whole thing with Jack, who comes from a very affluent family, very attractive person, and then obviously Rachel and Jack end up together when he's been kind of pining after Rachel. It just it it's it's just a constant. Eric's self-esteem and his self-worth constantly gets beaten down just throughout this entire mm-hmm. show. He just like, it almost like is he can never catch a break, but he's still like, and just happy just go lucky. Put the mask on thicker. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. he's so, he's, oh, he's the best character in the show. He's the best character <laughs> in the next few episodes still are even still more Eric, right? We get the weatherman and the birthday yes. stuff yep. coming up, right? some good yeah, deep well, air and like, alan gets to come back to the show so that's exciting oh, <laughs> he's the new morgan he's just gonna disappear for like it's really he, i didn't realize it but yeah he was gone for several episodes yeah i didn't even realize wow. it until you said anything either but i think we just haven't really been in the matthews home that much it's been pretty no, much school much. and chubbies yeah, yeah, yeah. so truly all right. Well, I mean, I've already I kind of digressed into things that don't hold up for me in this episode uh, and some nonsense in a lot of ways there. There's one scene I will say in this episode that I actually really well, two things. One, again, I want to like circle back to the prom scene that has that discussion with him again, inappropriate that she kisses him. But I really appreciate the fact that she communicates to him. She's like, yo, it's not it's not OK. You can't you can't do that. Like you can't jump on the guy's back. I appreciate her, again, emotional maturity and her ability to kind of separate the issue and just say that we're going to have this conversation. It's going to be objective. But she shouldn't end with the kiss on the cheek. That's stupid. But another amazing scene in this episode for me is when Corey goes and kisses that girl. I think her name is Melissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is really so funny to me. It's very funny. They shrug and run away. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love the fact that they are like, she, he just kisses her. He's like, I should have done it a long time ago. Kisses her. And then they just kind of look at each other and they're just like, nothing. And she goes, all right, well, see you at school. And just walks away. And it's just brilliant. I love the way that they approach that with just the most like, well, there's nothing here, but it was fun. See you later. Like that's mm-hmm. that to me is just the epitome of like a high school <laughs> relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it's actually a really interesting how later in this show, Obviously, there's the the Lauren uh, stuff yes. where he kisses Lauren Skiwash, yeah. and the the central like argument that Corey arrives at there is justification for his action based on the fact that like now he knows for sure what he wants, and that like he had to to figure that out by testing the waters, if you will, right? Sure. Um, yeah. And then like Topanga also ends up kind of arriving at that 
conclusion when she goes on that Starry Night Van Gogh episode date with uh, with Ricky. And and so like they they both eventually kind of arrive at this idea of oh in order to like fully decide like in order to feel like we're making this informed decision I need to like answer this question about this other person. Yeah. Which feels a little true here maybe less clearly but like feels kind of similar with Corey's rash like run over to kiss her to find out what he feels there yeah. right yeah and i guess i'm curious to hear your your thoughts on this so there this is also informed by a show uh sarah and i are watching um dear white people on netflix right now mm-hmm. there there's a bit where the, there's two characters they're in a relationship it's like ha- almost a solid thing it's a little messy right then one character sleeps with someone else and then comes back from that affair if you will and it says like i needed to know for sure and now i do and mm. i love you right yeah and and it just poses and it's like that i you know that argument gets posed in this show and and probably across several iterations of media and i'm just curious to know like what you think about that idea of like confirming your feelings for somebody by i guess by confirming your lack of feelings for someone else See, I think, I think that's bullshit to me. That seems like bullshit because, well, and I look at relationships in this way of like, I think I could have successful relationships with a great many people. You know, I don't, I don't think that there, I don't believe in the one. I don't believe in soulmates except on a friendship level Mm. because I believe that everyone could have successful relationships with many other people. And it's, it's being with the person that you are with that is a choice and you choose that person consistently. And I don't know, there's something about it that just doesn't feel that doesn't sit right to me, but I also just, I make good (laughs) choices. I make good choices. So (laughs) it's not true. It's not true. I'm perfect and would never have these conflicting feelings. So everything's great. (laughs) Yeah. That's not at all. No, that's not true. What, no, not what I'm saying at all. But I think Uh that, it feels like a cop out. It feels like a huge cop out of like, well, I'm just going to go like, I just want to sleep with one more person before I finally settle for you. Like that's that, that is what it feels like to me. And I would hate, I would, I, I don't think I'd like it. If a guy said that to me, I'd be like, Oh, so you're just with me because the other one didn't work out for you. It just feels insincere mm-hmm. to me in a way. I, 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 part of me understands the sentiment, but just as an adult now in high school, again, it's, I think it's different, but he, now being an adult, I'm like, I would not feel good if a guy said that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, to play devil's advocate a little bit, I think we both kind of agreed on uh, the grass is always greener episode two, two weeks mm-hmm. ago that the idea of like, you're always going to want, the thing that you you haven't ever tried yep. or done or whatever you know and you're gonna have that wondering feeling and to like open up some doors right mm-hmm. and so i think like the case could be made that the argument of like i needed to confirm my lack of feelings for this person to confirm my feelings of for you falls under that same kind of category i i personally just to like make it clear i don't really support that argument of like i had to sleep with this yeah. person to know that no. i loved you because that's what it really yeah, is, right? Like it, I, what I what I'm praising it as is like, oh, I needed to confirm my lack of feelings so I could confirm my feelings no, for you. Uh, it makes it sound a lot sweeter than like, oh, I had to fuck this person to know that I loved you actually instead yeah, of them. Yeah, no, 
Because then you <laughs> and... can keep using that excuse later. It's an excuse is what it is. And you can keep using that. <laughs> it, it does, it's so you could be in a te- terrible, toxic relationship with someone who goes and sleeps with somebody else and then comes back and is like, oh, I just needed to make sure that I didn't have feelings for them. And that could continue throughout the rest of your life. Why is it this one instance is isolated? You are going to feel those mm-hmm. feelings of want the rest of your life, the rest of your relationship, because it's mm-hmm. human nature. And so that that yeah it's it's an excuse to me to sleep with somebody else and get away yeah. with it and be happy in your little relationship you don't get to do that you don't get to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's an it's an interesting argument for sure and one that we'll obviously discuss more later with the yes. lauren bit but this kind of feels like the beginning of that Woo-hoo. maybe i don't know you know like if we're if we're to track their relationship in any in any real way then this breakup is a big part of it and Corey despite them mutually agreeing to do so, Corey seems much more reluctant to following through on the breakup. Mm -hmm. And then he all, you know, right now he goes and engages in this behavior of like, Oh, I needed to kiss her to confirm what I felt for you, which is basically what, what he does later in many ways, or at least how he justifies his actions later. Um, Because when he kisses Lauren, I don't think that's really on his mind. That's Um, true. But again, that's later. So we won't, dive too heavily into that i'm getting off track. I, uh <laughs> it's just an interesting kind of argument that i think maybe it maybe it starts here in many or maybe it started with missy robinson Oof. i don't know yeah that that's not where it started he was assaulted there this is yes. where it starts it's an interesting argument though that is made in in different popular media i'm sure if i were to like really sit down and think about it i could come up with some other shows that effectively make use of that trope yep. and i feel like some um, shows do and they separate and some shows like this, obviously, they do and they reconcile. So it also, I think, depends on the personality of the person. And, you know, but I I personally could not. I don't think I would be able to be in a relationship with a person who had that mindset. It'd be hard. Yeah, it would be it would be hard for sure to climb over mm-hmm. that. I don't so, know. yeah. But I, you know, different, I guess, context is everything. Yes. And a high schooler, another high schooler versus a... I don't know, like an adult engaged relationship or something. <laughs> it's different. Fully formed humans versus adolescents. Precisely. Um, well, who's yeah. your MVP? <laughs> oh, who is it? Mm. Feeny. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> Feeny. Yeah. Or Sean. I don't know. Do I want Sean or Feeny? I mean, whichever one you pick, I'm going to pick the other one. So. <laughs> you which one well okay ignore what i was going to say and you make your case for who you actually want to make I, it for not just to be contrary to me i was gonna say feeny i think mostly because sean okay. does pretty much everything right except kind of forcing Corey into something that he's not comfortable with which i which is i think what lost it for me with sean just a little bit because obviously Corey needs mm. to, like i said earlier Corey needs to move at his own pace so i think definitely feeny takes it for me in this episode because he does all the right things he sees through eric's all of his lies and his bullshit. Like he just, he goes straight to the point and he's like, this, you need, this is exactly what you need. I'm here to help you. Even though Mm -hmm. it's, it's a subtle way of helping him through the letter and through like, Oh, your parents will be so pleased. Like he plays along with all of it and he does it all because he really cares about Eric and he cares about his higher education. And he just cares about him as a person and as on a friendship kind of level. And so I think, Feeny, he okay. just he won it for me this week. Sure, I I'm inclined to give it to Feeny for everything you've just said, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit on it though, um, oh, because it's more fun. <laughs> um, 
And so I'm going to give it to Sean. Okay. Because I think he, similar to the last time I think I gave it to Sean, I think he is an excellent friend in this episode in that you need people in your life who are going to push you outside your comfort zone and you need people in your life who are going to support you in your comfort zone. Mm. And I think Sean is a, is a beneficial pusher. Mm. Um, <laughs> and it's not to, <laughs> I'm a, pusher, like a drug Katie. pusher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I think that like, it's not to say that everything Sean does in seven seasons of the show is, is good. That is to say that I think he often makes strong pushes in Corey's life that sometimes don't go well. I think this is one though, where I think he's absolutely right mm. in that if everybody just walks around and keeps giving Corey like the sympathy, hello, and never expects him to do anything else, then he'll never do anything else. Yeah. You know, Corey's Corey's proven time and again, that he is slow to action and left to his own devices likely won't act. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Very true. And so, and so that is why I think Sean is a great thing. And the, the, argument i'm going to take up against feeney contrary to everything in my life i'm telling bill daniels uh, in a new cameo no <laughs> this is this is a this is a small argument but it's a case i've made before on the show and that is i wish amidst all of this discussion he has with eric about his perseverance and drive i wish he would tell him that college is not the only acceptable avenue for him to pursue yeah that's fair i wish he would say to him like yes we can i will help you pursue this because it is a it's a it's a strong case for you to improve and learn but it is not the only case and that's never said and i think feeney if he had gone the extra step of saying like well let's consider what vocational school might look like let's consider what benefits could be reaped from a gap year or what you know like any number of alternative routes besides traditional four-year college sure. could have been exposed to Eric and no one ever does it, you know, like Alan and Amy, you know, when, when Eric proposes that he doesn't want to go to college and he's going to be a weatherman at the news agency and Alan loses his shit on him, it's also not considered. And I think that that's a problematic stance we see throughout the show is that college is the only route to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. later when John doesn't want to go to college too. So I think that's my big chief problem is that no one ever says to Eric, Feeney's in a prime position to say like, listen, Eric, like, yeah, you did fuck up and you're probably not going to get into any colleges right now. Any college is worth going to. And the important thing to consider is that that is not a mark on your life as failure so much as an opportunity for you to consider other avenues mm -hmm. because college isn't going anywhere. You That's know, true. It'll be there. And I look at that as That's growth true. for Skylar saying something negative about George <laughs> Feeney because not the Lord first knows. time. It, right i did it once before i think yeah i mean that episode um, where he babysits and does a terrible job oh sure <laughs> sure sure sure. yeah i was like i think there's at least one other time i've been talked spoken ill of feeney but hey you know what no one's perfect that's true right? that's okay? very true so he does the best he's, he's not the that closest like. thing to but yes nobody's perfect sure <laughs> and he it's in it is in no way surprising like i don't expect him to do that if he were to do that that would be surprising yes. you know because he is a strong presenting member of the old guard yeah. of education, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and that's fine. Like he, he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. So he was taught that that was the route. That's true. It's true. Anyway, Great. that's my slap on the wrist for Feeney this week. It'll probably be two more seasons before we that's did it again. That's probably true. <laughs> yep. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe I'll start looking for it more reasons to, Call out my idols. Um, 
<laughs> Hold people accountable. There you go. Okay. Great. Well, cool. Yeah. Check us out online, y'all. Uh, thanks for listening very much. You can follow us on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook. We don't have a Snapchat. We don't have a Snapchat. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> and email. <laughs> yes. Email us. Leave uh, us a voicemail. Rate, review, subscribe, share with all your friends. Scream it from the rooftops. It's a big help. If you want to hit that good old little five-star rating, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would much appreciate Absolutely. it. The ratings are uh, important to the algorithm. So, you know, do yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. This is a good chat. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll not see. We'll talk to you again <laughs> next yep. week. Thanks so much for listening and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Go check out our Instagram to see what truly made my, my week, my day, my year. I don't know my life. It's wonderful. And amazing. And I, I love my fiance more than anything. And she has gifted me something. I don't think she'll be able to outdo. So, <laughs> Go check it out on Instagram. She's done. She has to retire after this. No more presents ever. ever. Good talk. Have a good week. Wait, you have to say the thing. Oh my God, what? (laughs) I haven't said the thing. No. Whoops. Class dismissed.